Now, broadcasting from deep within your stepmom's basement, it's the Echoplex Podcast. If someone's got a bag of delicious revels, you might catch their eye and ask what's their favourite, rather than screaming, screw you, chocolate snack whore, then tearing your own wang off and handing it to them with a note saying this is all your fault. And it would, I would understand now why an unattractive woman might be drawn to an unattractive woman, because it really, both of them probably, it's hard to find a man to love them. Like, there's nothing wrong with being a homo. I happen to be one myself, and it's fucking great.
That song was Can't Make You Love Me by Echoplex's favorite town crier. Shout out to Randall Aubrey. You are listening to episode eight of the Go Fuck Yourself podcast. I am your educatrix, the Waffle Princess. You can find all of the Echoplex podcasts on echoplexmedia.com, on your favorite pod clouds, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can join and chat with all of the Echoplex crew at discord.me slash Echoplex. And if you find some love in your pockets and you want to share it with us, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Echoplex. You can find me on the Twitter at Waffly Princess. And you can also find me on Facebook in the Go Fuck Yourself podcast group. I am joined by my incredibly sexy and fabulous co-host. Who are you? I am Dana Blackheart, and I am running on three hours of sleep and four cups of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Breakfast of champions. Uh, Where can people find you on social media? You can find me in the Go Fuck Yourself group on Facebook at Dana Blackheart. And? And Twitter at Eplex Tiny Hands, although I'm not on that often these days, but if you can catch these tiny hands... You bet your ass you will. I wouldn't mind catching those tiny hands. I bet you wouldn't. (laughs) I am so honored and delighted to have the panel that we have to share with you today. First, our lovely guest from the last episode, episode seven. Who are you? Jennifer Wadsworth. Thanks for having me back. Um, You can find me on Twitter at Jen Wadsworth with two N's. Um, And I have a website too, but I don't update it very often. JenWadsworth.com. And people can read your articles. Uh, generally on SanJoseInside.com or pick up a copy of The Metro. The Metro. Our favorite San Jose paper, not going to lie. Thank you. First time in the studio for Go Fuck Yourself, but a frequent contributor to the Local Love podcast. Who are you, miss? So my name is Julie Matthews, and I am a model, and I am very happy to be on as a guest for your show. Now you're a model, but you're a specific kind of model. I am. I do uh, bondage. I do leather. I do editorial. I do fashion. And you do fetish. I do fetish, yes. Episode 8 of Go Fuck Yourself is dedicated to Gavin Whitehawk Boucher. Gavin, who was part of the infamous Ecoplex Australian day drinking team, was one of the strongest supporters of Go Fuck Yourself. He always had something clever, constructive, and witty to say about our scandalous sex-related topics. He was one of the finest internet trolls the world has ever known because he embraced and embodied our philosophy. Go Fuck Yourself. Whitehawk, you were taken from us far too soon, and you will be missed for all eternity. Here's hoping we meet again someday across that rainbow bridge, telling conservatives to kindly go fuck themselves. For anyone who would like to leave Whitehawk a memorial tribute, there will be a link to his memorial and charity donation pages in the show notes. And uh, this was one of Whitehawk's favorite songs. Please enjoy. L-S-D, fap, acid and fapping, fapping and acid, acid fapping, fapping and acid, fap, 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 acid. L-S-D, fap, acid and fapping, fapping and acid, acid fapping, fapping and acid, Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. That was beautiful, Waffles. Fucking fabulous. A fitting tribute to a man we're going to miss very much. All right. It is time for the fucking word of the day. We will have a theme song for that at some point. Miss Jen, Jen the reporter. If I may. Would you please tell us what the word, fucking word of the day is and read the definition from dictionary.com. Today, the word is fetish, 
And I'm going to read the third definition, the psychological one. Any object or non-genital part of the body that causes a habitual erotic response or fixation. Very well read. Thank you. So the word fetish is often used interchangeably by the, with the word kink. Are fetish and kink the same thing? Not necessarily. It's like not all beverages are alcohol and not all alcohol are beverages. Yes. 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 I don't that know sounds about, about that. Right. Well, isopropyl comparatively. But, oh, you know, I get, um, like kink, you can have a kink, but it not necessarily be a fetish. Right. But you can have a fetish that's generally a kink. So we did talk about this. And kink uh, is any sexual activity that arouses to that is different from the norm but that arouses to particularly to orgasm and i think a fetish is a kind of kink is where it stands for example you can have a kink of enjoying outdoor sex there's no sexual object that's particularly relevant to having outdoor sex that's the scene of it that's what a kink is but that's not a fetish because fetish involves sexualization of an object or a costume or something of that nature lots of nodding going on great yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> we all agree that it's generally fetishes are more specific a than fetish, kinks. a fetish is more specific anyone else have anything to add no that's new to me thank you <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> Well, that's why I'm the educatrix. We're here, we're here for your edification and entertainment, edutainment, I believe. Edumacation. Also, that, a little bit of that, too. Dave's kung fu is the best, I have to say. You may have noticed that this podcast sounds really fucking professional. That's because Dave's kung fu really is the best. If you're into podcasting, broadcasting, audio production, and sexy open source tools, beep behind the curtain into producer Dave's kung fu studio at echoplexmedia.com slash studio. At some point, we are going to have to do a whole show about how good this show sounds. We are joined today in the Go Fuck Yourself studio by fetish model julie matthews hello everyone julie matthews i became aware of your modeling career a few years ago and lo and behold surprise surprise you are also a fetish model that is correct so talking about fetishes as we just did where there's a sexual attraction to a particular object does that what does that mean in terms of being a fetish model and how is that different from being say a fashion or commercial model well, a fetish model is more, it, it's zeroing in on certain aspects of what you would do or turn you on sexually. So one of which I modeled was uh, bondage modeling. Bondage modeling such as? Uh, shibari. Model. Which is? It's a type of Japanese um, bondage modeling. So With rope. With rope. It's a type of rope tying. Um, so the rope that was used for me was called jute and it was a jute rope. And uh, this jute rope is very toothy. It's very easy to work with and nylon. And I ended up getting a, what is called a happy knot. A happy knot. Yes. <laughs> What's a happy knot? So the happy knot is something that gets pressed up against the clitoris as you're being tied. Mm. So they start with tying your wrists and then they move on to tying the rest of your body. And uh, you cannot be tied around your neck. So they stay clear of that, and they also always have on hand the EMT scissors. So oh, that's in great. any okay. case, you yes. know, if I want to be released, I can be released. So not all fetish modeling involves uh, rope tying and shibari. 
No. I have, I have looked through your gallery and I have seen a lot of what looks like um, lingerie, but when you look closer, it's actually leather straps and yes, and chains, chains and other mm-hmm. very sexy outfits. Is that what fetish modeling is? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, some will have like a collar to it, um, a ball gag. So it's not just lingerie modeling. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Please tell us a little bit about the company that you are currently doing a lot of modeling for. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, so I've been modeling for a company called Darkest Fox, and they have a variety of different clothing lines, and they have leather dresses, leather bralettes, panties, and they really are sexy on the body. And you can connect them together, um, lots of different belts and straps and playful things. I mean, what's not to love about leather straps? Come on, people. So we here at Go Fuck Yourself and Echoplex Media, well, we take our podcasts very seriously, but we don't take ourselves that seriously. And we would like to say that anything that is being said currently, anything that we've already said, and anything that we're about to say in the future, we fully retract. You should not be getting your news from Echoplex Media or Go Fuck Yourself. You should, in fact, be getting conversation topics to talk about and uh, hopefully improve your sex life, but don't get your news from us. And if you try to and it goes wrong, well, you can go fuck yourself. The first story on the docket is under the category of Cheers Queers, Two uh, gay men, one of whom's a sailor, made conservatives cry with their kissing. It is a kiss that has gotten a whole lot of attention. This couple, married for about a year, embraced for the first time in months after a long deployment. And News for Jax was there last Friday when the USS The Sullivans returned with more than 300 sailors aboard. The ceremonial first kiss, it's a lottery that sailors' spouses donate to a good cause to be entered into. So a ship military ship was on a long voyage and the first kiss was between two men and everyone shit their pants well not everyone just the dumb ones but the ones that clutched their pearls and we're going to hear from them in just a moment they locked lips for the first time in a long time how long seven months sailor brian woodington on deployment aboard the uss the sullivans in the middle east i was excited and i couldn't wait for it to happen here at home his husband kenneth who works in special education patiently waiting he got off the ship and i lost all control i just dropped everything and i just ran You heard the cheers, the image very similar to this iconic one from 1945. And I knew I was going to dip them. Everyone knows that photo. I mean, we don't even have to see it to know what photo that is. So they weren't purposely trying to reenact the photo. It just wound up that he knew he was going to dip him when he kissed him. So it's the most adorable thing ever. The... uh, there was a lottery on board, people contributed, um, and they, uh, this is the couple that first came up to have the first kiss when the ship landed. I think it's just so cute. Like, I would love to see more gay kissing on the news. And, you know, if gay kissing bothers you, then maybe you just need to just 
make out with yourself more i don't you know i really don't know <laughs> feels like people are reading a lot more into it which is on them i guess well clutch your pearls ladies because what do you know there were some people who were not too happy but we also got jeers news for jacks bombarded with phone calls and emails how sad that your station has dropped to such a low as to show a gay couple kissing on your newscast, wrote one viewer. Another one said, I'll never watch your news again. So long, News for Jacks. Then there's, I thought this was a family-friendly news channel. The couple is aware of the negative comments. Internet users posted them on Naval Station Mayport's page as well. It didn't really bother me, honestly. I'm a type of person who doesn't really care that much about what people say. My grandmother always taught me. She said, you know, some people have had a different life and that's just how they are and you just have to, you know, Treat them, treat them as such and, and treat them with kindness and respect. To be fair, these newlyweds say they've gotten way more positive feedback than negative and the Navy has been nothing but kind and accepting. Both tell us this is a teaching moment. It's 2018 and they feel that love is love. I agree. Yeah, I thought it was really sweet. But yeah, it's a teaching moment, but it's amazing how remedial of an education people still need about these kinds of things. Right. Like how how hard is it to explain, like this guy said, to respect and love one another and just let people live as they are? Why is that? Why is that so fucking difficult? I don't mm-hmm. fucking get it. Well, how how am I, a church-going folk, supposed to explain to my four-year-old grandson why there's two men kissing on TV? How am I supposed to explain that on Sunday before church? I love the how do we explain to the kids line. It's like, how do you explain any kind of public affection to the kid? I don't know. You probably just ignore it usually That's right. or sit them in front of the fucking tv yeah, you know? yeah they probably <laughs> say worse on tv than they do that it's love and exactly. affection it's you say you know how mommy and daddy sometimes kiss well sometimes two men can kiss because they feel the same way that mommy and daddy feel for each other and the kid will say oh that's great i'm gonna go play with my trains now it doesn't really shock them as much as the adults project <laughs> that it will shock them right and they have seen mm-hmm. it already they've seen it on tv they've seen it at school school talks about two women kissing, two men kissing, even at an early age. It's not, it's 2018. It's, it's 2019 not, now. It's 2019 yeah. now. It's not the past. Uh, we, have, we have a little final summary here from, from the Navy. I also talked with Bill Austin. He is the spokesman for Naval Station Mayport. He says a same-sex first kiss has happened before, and it's not an issue at all for the Navy. He tells us the branch has always been gender neutral and on the forefront of progress. He said it has happened before. Yeah, it's happened before. <laughs> In the Navy. In the Navy. But no, he's talking about that the first kiss, the, the legendary first kiss. Gotcha. Uh, lottery has been won by a gay couple before. Yeah. And to the Navy being more progressive and, yeah. and gender neutral, can we just... <laughs> when that music video came out, there was no doubt in anybody's mind that the Navy was not just an ad- a job. It was an adventure of a completely different sort. The, um, the Navy is much more accepting of marriages that aren't between a traditional man and a traditional woman. It's They're just about serve and be good. What's so fucking hard about that? Why can't anyone else get that? Like... Well, some people get it. I mean, sure, but like, why can't the majority of them or the, the minority, whatever? You and know? they said that they've gotten more support 
uh, love letters than hate love letters. And that's the important part. That's yeah. the important that's part. That's probably a turning point, too. I know one correction to what the news anchor said. He said the the Navy has always been like that or something. Not so much. There was the lavender scare where people were investigated and spied on in their bedrooms and houses. And so it's kind of recent that the Navy and the military in general is accepting of it. But what was when was that? Oh, man. Like around the McCarthy area. Oh, we're still talking 40s. Yeah, 50s. Yeah. When it was worse to be a homosexual than a communist. Yeah, exactly. They were laying off federal employees and yeah. Sure. And, and that's why we have Jen the reporter here with <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jen. Right. Fact checker Jen. All right. Thank you. So this video came out over a year ago, but I decided that I couldn't disclude it from our program anymore. The Jehovah's Witnesses. The Jehovah's Witnesses have an anti-masturbation video that is very homoerotic. We welcome you, dear sisters, to Bethel. There is no reason to be embarrassed about what we're going to discuss. So, let me just tell you, these are, this is some really dirty stuff. It's going to be really hard to not masturbate to him telling me how not to masturbate. <laughs> Avoid short skirts or dresses above the knee. Some outfits are designed to feminize a man's appearance as homosexuals try to do, especially displaying the buttocks and genitals. The buttocks and genitals. The buttocks and genitals. Wow. <laughs> All about it. Wow. So, obviously, that's not the original video. This is somebody's treatment of the video, but the focus is definitely on the erogenous zones mentioned by our presenters. And assless chaps, apparently. <laughs> um, apparently, all chaps are assless. Think about it. <laughs> all chaps are assless. Whoa. <laughs> Did I just blow your mind? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So this is a serious video series that the Jehovah's Witnesses came out with to help teach their pubescent teenagers how to avoid... Uh, sexual thoughts and how to stay holy which involves not touching yourself or a pillow is this the unclean habit of self-abuse or masturbation masturbation is the stroking or rubbing of the genital organs commonly resulting in an orgasm suppose a brother starts rubbing his genitals against a pillow he gets an erection, but stops before having an orgasm. The male animal has no season in which he is not willing to engage in the breeding act. Could you have been sleeping in a position that stimulated you, such as with a blanket or pillow held tightly between your legs? You caught me. So, <laughs> so this, this infamous clip has led to the fallout or the afterbirth of what is commonly called Pillowgate <laughs> because the Jehovah's Witnesses have apparently humped a lot more pillows than they let on. What most of this of these two videos are doing is giving potential situations like, no, I wouldn't have thought was sleeping a pillow between my legs, but I'm going to sure as heck try it. Thanks, Father. You know, I'm like, surprised they haven't banned all pillows at this point. <laughs> 
<laughs> War on pillows. Gee, could you imagine putting your face on a pillow and being like, hey, this kind of smells a little musty. <laughs> Mom, were you using my pillow to nap, air quotes, nap again? I mean, I must say, trying to go against the way we are naturally wired. It, I mean, we have this desire to procreate. I mean, we didn't live till we were 50 and 100 years old back in the day. So, I mean, yes, these desires came naturally at that age. Early. Early. Early, early 13, on. 12, yeah. 13. And that's very natural and very normal. So, it would then seem to be very natural and very normal to talk to kids right. around that age. Right. But do you discourage them from the natural thing? Our our friend with the sexy voice thinks so. Satan and the demons are desperately trying to corrupt God's people. It's no exaggeration to say that he's flooded his world with propaganda in favor of homosexuality. There can be pornea even if there is no skin-to-skin -skin contact. Pornea. I bet you're asking yourself, what the fuck is pornea? <laughs> well, <laughs> I asked myself the same question. <laughs> so several times in uh, the videos, the, the educators referred to pornea. Dana with the tiny hands, will you please tell us what Wikipedia says about pornea? Greek words moichia, meaning adultery, and pornea, meaning prostitution, from which the word pornography derives. The first word is restricted to contexts involving sexual betrayal of the spouse. However, the second word is used as a generic term for illegitimate sexual activity. So basically, what they're talking about is of pornea, even though it's literally from the Greek meaning prostitution, it's any generic term for illegitimate sexual activity. So when they say pornea, and then they decide, is that, is your pillow, is you humping the pillow pornea? Is you touching yourself pornea? All of these, the answer to all of these things is yes, my friend. So then I guess the question is, what is illegitimate sexual activity? So like, what makes sexual activity legitimate? Like, so legitimate, what the fuck? <laughs> legitimate, I would, I would have to venture a guess that legitimate sexual activity would be very specifically between a man and a woman, between a penis and a vagina for the purpose of creating offspring. And that's it. Ew, you mean like breeding or stuff? Breeding, yes. Breeder sex. Ugh. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Let's hear the next clip, please, producer Dave. A brother sits on the lap of one of his male friends. Two brothers masturbate in front of each other, but without touching each other. She grinds her clothed genitals on his leg while he's fully clothed. He becomes aroused, but doesn't ejaculate. Be honest with yourself and Jehovah about your weaknesses. We pray for Jehovah's continued blessing on you. I think I just got turned on. <laughs> I think I think the next time the JWs knock, I think I'm gonna let him in. <laughs> and ask me to show me these illicit acts that I'm supposed to not participate in. Uh, rubbing against each other, rubbing mass. Since when are they worried about two brothers m masturbating in front of each other, but not, when does this happen? I think they're afraid that they're gonna you know, if you masturbate in front of each other, you might jerk the other dude off, right? right it's not gay if you don't touch each other's... Evidently. It's only gay if, if 
if the penises touch it's only gay if the balls touch oh is, is it the balls specifically <laughs> that's I, what i that's what i've heard not having either i i i wouldn't know i always forget how extreme the jehovah's witnesses are it's like it's like a cult basically it's not like a cult it is a cult it is a cult it was covered on that scientology show they even dedicated one episode to jehovah's witnesses i was like oh i didn't know it was in the same category i guess it is didn't know anything about it these are natural urges that arise in prepubescent and pubescent teenagers the urge to mate and the urge to please the naughty bits that are now sticking out and giving them a rush of blood and a rush of endorphins and a rush of uh, <laughs> a rush of frenzied masturbation but making them feel ashamed about it because it because this isn't what god wants i think since it's natural i think it's exactly what god wants yeah i think you should let your kids touch themselves or else they'll end up like me and not knowing you have a vagina until you're like 14 and knowing <laughs> what the fuck to do with it that was me too i grew up in a really religious household so i had to basically learn everything from my big sister who learned to masturbate with a smooth river rock she found in the backyard oh, oh my honey. god I wasn't. I was only kidding about from rock to Hitachi, but, but we're not. <laughs> Apparently, we're creative. Oh Lord, um, it's real. It's real, man. And everyone listening to this knows too that it's some fucked up shit, and that's why we're here to fix it. I understand. I understand that that conservative Christians want their children to think pure thoughts and to leave the sexuality until the appropriate time which would be when marriage is in the works but that isn't realistic unless we're marrying kids off again at age 14 and 15 when these urges first happen and i think they're naturally just curious you know about okay well what what is this you know how do i use it and you know what better than to figure that out with a best friend (laughs) or rub it out with a pillow exactly and would you rather that your child was rubbing himself to orgasm on a pillow or wanking with a with a buddy like i'd much rather have them discovering it in the privacy of our own home i personally asked my mother that (laughs) did you i did i asked her if she would rather have me fuck every dude i could find or masturbate with a vibrator and then she said that if I masturbated with a vibrator, I'd turn into the Grand Canyon and get some bacterial disease. So there's your answer. It's a gateway drug. Yeah. <laughs> to some serotonin. <laughs> Shit. I would I would have to say masturbation is definitely the gateway drug to <laughs> to self exploration. So so we'd like to diverge the docket now and take a little stroll into fetish corner with one of my favorite fetishes. It's pony play where people compete in events and classes just the same as real horses do. Get it! Get it! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Get it, girl! (laughs) (laughs) So among the many role-playing activities that kinky people can do, one one of the most fun and certainly the most interactive of all is what is commonly known as pony play. Pony play is when a person dresses up in a modified pony garb and gear, um, often wearing ears, often wearing a butt plug that has a tail on it, often uh, wearing uh, clip-clop hoof shoes, 
and then are taken out into a field where they have pony exercises. They have basically a gymkhana for for pony people. Yeah, they get to go run the track. Do you have any immediate reactions to that? I thought they were adorable. I mean, the horse sounds were really great, and then when they come up to nuzzle their partner, it was like, it's, it's not erotic to me when I'm looking at the video clip, but it's so adorable. It's everything you want in a pet. It's yes. housebroken, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. They know when to, yeah. They'll know when to come and go. They're always, you know, you just got to give them a sugar cube and they're fucking stoked or a carrot. You know, it's cheap and easy, man. You need a lift somewhere. You need to go to the grocery store. Saddle up, bitch. Yep, Let's fucking go. Right. <laughs> okay, so is this, we're going to hear a little bit more about what the ponies have to say. Um, is this a perversion? No, it's the best thing on earth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but you're pretending to be something that you're not. And in this case, it's not even human. You're pretending to be an animal. I have to play devil's advocate here for the the naysayers. (laughs) Hey. Hey. (laughs) Hey is for horses, but grass is cheaper. Is this a horribly perverted thing to be pretending to be animals? I mean, so is everyone at further confusion right now. So, like... I mean, if, which is our if, San Jose furry convention. Yeah. Um, we have had on the show uh, uh, some lovely audio about women and men who uh, play in a cat house and they do cat cosplay. Is this any different than that? I mean, you probably get a little more exercise being a pony. There's yes. a lot of fucking running and you got to pull your partner. I mean, or, you know, your partner and their friends. Like, could you in imagine? In a cart, too. Yeah. Like, what do there, you call that? There are uh, videos of yeah. um, ponies pulling their masters or mistresses in a carriage. Yeah. A carriage Buggy. with two, like a rickshaw type uh, wheeled situation. So and they have all. Let's they play have the next too. Let's yeah. play. Oh, they have whips, of course. Mm-hmm. Let's hear what they have to say. When ponies put on the gear, it puts them with, into what they call pony space. And it, I see a lot of people that once they put the gear on, that actually turn into horses. When I put the bit in his mouth, it's like a ritual between us. He needs that transition to get into headspace. And I can feel through the bit when he actually kind of changes from like human space to like pony space. Now I'm gonna leave him here for a minute for pony space before we take him out in for the reining competition. Because I found for us during play, if I just put him in the gear and then we go immediately do it, it doesn't give him time to transition into his head space that allows him to express himself as a pony. You know, I always wanted a pony when I was a little girl. Me too. Where can I find? Now you could just be a pony. Well, I mean, I could be a pony and I could be with other ponies and it's just so inclusive and lovely. <laughs> Where can I get myself one? <laughs> Used to be Craigslist, but they cut that section out. Has, has anybody in this at this table experienced play with a pony who is a cosplayer of ponies? Raise your hands. Just one. Oh, so just me. Oh, wow. I've ridden. I've ridden actual horses, so I can yeah, understand. I could completely understand when they put the bridle, because a, mm. nine times out of ten, that goes that bar, that metal bar will go behind the molars, right? So there is no way you cannot you can have really really any control. So that feeling goes down the rein into 
the the handler's hand like a leash with a dog and it's you, i could totally understand being able to feel your partner change within that space just by holding the reins interesting so that's a very important term that we have uh touched on in the past getting into pony space these are not people who for the most part do this 24 7 this isn't like constant play but putting on a costume whether it's a costume of being a sailor and you want to play or costume of being a cop and you want to get arrested for play or a costume of being any kind of animal and particularly a pony when you get into that headspace it really helps to have a moment to think okay my thoughts are my 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 mouth is restricted my feet are restricted i've got this tight garment on and ooh when i shake my head i can't see i have blinders but i like that bell and what's going on back there i can't really see and it it helps it's it is acting isn't it it's acting i could yeah. i just do that all day like just i every time i think of pony play i just I just think of them being the best pony they can be. And I'm just so happy for them. They get so ornery, too. One of them was kicking the carriage and getting whipped. I love it. I think that the next clip talks about that. But what I wanted to bring up first before the next clip was that of all of the different kinds of cosplay or role play, I think ponies are really into the formality of it because there is so much garb yeah. and so much costuming and ritual. And grace. If you, if you don't have the mouth bit, you're not a pony. If you don't have the bridle, you're not a pony. So you can be a dog and just have ears and the tail and not have anything else. But to be a pony, it's got to have the headdress. and the. I have seen costumes upwards of thousands of dollars on this gear. Let's hear what the next person has to say. All of our outfits that we make are based off of bio-horse equipment or made out of bio-horse equipment that's been rearranged to fit humans and can get very costly. People are very proud of their outfits they put together. The tack, as the uh, the pony equipment is called, uh, is a very essential part for most ponies. But it's also very important to adopting that role and being able to change from the human aspect to the pony aspect in um, in a headspace kind of way, like really right. get into character. Right. But I could totally understand like a modified saddle being like a thousand dollars because saddles generally are about a thousand dollars. Like you know, because they're huge, they got to fit on a horse, and then they have to fit your fat ass in them, right? <laughs> well, I would hope your ass would be fat. It would wouldn't be quite as fat as a horse's ass. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm I'm pretty much up there these days. I'm comparatively. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, My but um, saddle <laughs> jump on it. All right, but I could I could totally that. I could totally understand how a modified saddle to fit a human would just kind of be ridiculous especially if you wanted it to be real leather with studs and stars and you know look like a fucking show pony it's a lot of craftsmanship there so we talked on the last episode of go fuck yourself with jen and dr striker and guinevere q no big fucking deal we talked about is the gear really important in getting into the mind space? We talked about Empress Wu and how she had all of the, those uh, whips and chains and tasers and things, but that isn't always necessary when developing a dominant and submissive relationship between someone. For pony play, what do you think? Is the gear as optional or is the gear a really key component of the play? I've never done it, but it seems pretty key. I mean, you can't pull one of the buggies without it. Um, and then 
yeah I, I just don't know how you would get into it without it i'm sure you could find ways of making uh kink making pony play more uh conservative kink budget like you know finding a way to be able to kind of get some jute rope yeah get some jute rope instead of leather (laughs) right um but i could i could see that it definitely being up there as far as monetarily but i think that there are ways around having the the accessories so to speak you know because not all ponies so there's some wild mustangs out there that you know <laughs> never seen a bridle never you know never been broken to be able to ride and you know if you're going to be a wild pony fucking let your tail out i mean so shit. it seems you could reduce <laughs> it maybe to the hooves right or, or yeah hooves well, and tail and right a bit yeah you could just do the bit or you know or if you have some nice little little ears or something, you know, just or you know, style your hair so you have like a mane, right? You and, know, there's ways. And a lot of it all is in the mind of the two people who are playing. So I could say to my partner, perhaps, I want you to be a pony. I know you don't have any gear right now, but I'm going to put this chewed up soda can in your mouth and that's going to be your bit. <laughs> right. We, it's all about where your mind is. Exactly. Budget pony. We have to be very normal and vanilla, upright, tax-paying citizens Monday through Friday. So to get to go out and pretend to be something else Ready? for the weekend is like so much fun. Go! It's about expressing your, your inner personality too because so many of other people I'm sure I can speak for live... Um, a life Monday through Friday that's not really a, an expression of who they are, what they yeah, do. It's what pays and, their bills. And when you get a chance to come out here and you get to enjoy what you do and be around other people who enjoy similar things yeah. and enjoy it with them, it's a, it's a great feeling. The freedom to be weird. The freedom to be weird. I'm going to get that tattooed. Born to be weird. <laughs> One of the things they didn't mention is that much like the people who cosplay as cats, very much part of being a pony is about obedience, but very much is also about disobedience. And being a brat might be the kind of personality of the pony that you want to exhibit. So kicking the carriage or knocking over the uh, obstacle course, uh, you know, knocking over the pylons instead of running around them or sniffing the other horse's butts (laughs) instead of running the course. That might all be. And then because that's how it's negotiated, a naughty pony then either has to run an extra lap, which of course is exactly what they want because they want to prance around and show off their (laughs) cute little horse outfits. Or maybe they get denied. Maybe they don't get a carrot. Maybe they don't get to nuzzle mistress until they have performed properly. Yeah. But that's the, the even bad attention for the bratty animals is good attention. Yeah, because even if they get their ass kicked with a spurred boot and like hitting the, you know, head with the riding crop or something, you know, they're going to love it. I mean, as long as they've agreed to it. Well, that's all part. Yeah. That's all part of the negotiation yeah. with your particular cowboy. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> with your partner, partner, with your partner, partner. <laughs> is there an intersection here with the pony play and the hunts they have? Up in the hills here. Oh, oh so goodness. at FurCon, <laughs> the further confusion, I know there is a hunt and the foxes go after and the dogs go chasing after the, the, the little critter animals, anybody who wants to be chased. And are some of them ponies too? I don't know. Because I know they were, they had some up at the nudist colony or nudist resort, Lupin Lodge. At Lupin Lodge. That would yeah. be amazing to see a, a human... Uh, fox hunt 
Yeah. Like having, all the, having all the people who are rabbits and squirrels being oh, chased by all the wolves and foxes and dogs <laughs> and having the bugles. Someone riding on a pony, right? You know, right, nine yes. yards. Yes. It'd be exhausting. That's some wild terrain up there. I was going to say, yeah, that uphill. Right? Fucking fuck that. <laughs> but if there, well, no, I, I don't want to do it outdoors. I want to do it through the hallway of the Marriott Hotel. Oh. <laughs> this, is, this is This is pragmatic. Hedonism here, folks. All right, all no right. reason to trip your ankle up if if we've got a hallway and it's laid down with plastic anyway. So. Yeah, that works. We have now come to my favorite portion of the docket, our sex education segment called "Go Fuck Yourself Better." We are going to listen to a little ditty by Refinery Twenty Nine about one of my favorite body parts, and hopefully one of yours too, the clitoris. The clitoris. The clitoris. It's been. I just um, want. I just want to hear more about the clitoris. <laughs> it's. It. So what she says in her introduction is, it's been a mystery. Yeah, because no one can fucking find it. <laughs> and it's more than you can see. I appreciate them showing the full, the clitoris in its full anatomical glory, which I wasn't aware of until my adult life, which is really sad. So we're going to talk about that in one of the upcoming verses. Let's continue with the clitoris. In the days of old man's form. On pedestals, buckles Less than ideal we were Not taught to feel And then into the dark ages When witch hunts were all the rage Key to see if she's a witch or not Lies right between her legs So if you see the mark of Satan Then you know there's no mistaking She's been taken by desire See, this is why there's masturbation, because you need to find the clitoris. You know, the female hyena has a four-inch clitoris and drags on the ground when she's in heat. And I feel ours would, too, if we didn't stand up straight. I, th- I, I, I mean, mine might. I'm just saying. I think you're right. Like, if you take into account the arms that kind of hug the vagina. Yes. It's longer than some Wait, penises. Wait, you have arms hugging your vagina? <laughs> so, in the cli- in the clitor- the shape of the clitoris, the wishbone, right? Yes. There's the little, the head, the yes. glands, and then the arms mm-hmm. that come around. The arms are hidden inside, behind exactly. the labia, mm-hmm. and down into the pelvic region. And so, those could be longer if you take that into account, longer than some penises. Yeah. And in some female animals, the... It protrudes further than it does in humans. The fact that we are now walking upright wearing clothes, it makes more sense to have our clitters slightly retracted back into our bodies, whereas maybe the hyenas get to drag it on the ground. Historically, clitori were 
greatly feared and they were talking in the song about witch hunts and the way to tell if she was a witch was if she had a clit between her legs the clitorati is coming for you the clitorati is coming for you i'd like to hope that we are the clitorati because we're trying to illuminate people <laughs> what's your it's clitoracy right <laughs> Clitor- yes clitoracy there's power in the clit there is power in the clit so you were mentioning that masturbation was important to discover the clit let's elaborate on that a little bit further why is the clitoris important well gosh i mean you're not going to enjoy sex if you don't know where the clit is it has more nerve bundles so it's definitely more sensitive and definitely your highest erogenous zone more nerve endings and then what than your vagina than your uh cv difference which is uh or distance excuse me the distance between your vagina and the clitoris right that space also has nerves but not as much right so i read a lot of online forums and women talk about uh self-pleasuring and there are many women who are not into touching their clitoris uh the people who have vaginas prefer not to stimulate themselves externally they just like being penetrated having the fucking and that to them is enough to have it be sex everybody at the table here is shaking their head what's that what's yeah we all have the what the fuck face yeah yeah, i kind of like there are there are people that i have read who are like why would i bother touching my clit why would I bother playing with my clitoris if I get all I need from the penis that goes in me? Maybe they have extra sensitive clitorises, mm. clitori, whatever. Yeah, and so that they don't need direct stimulation. I don't know. So mm. penetration in the vagina can stimulate the clitoris. That is true. Sure. That in itself could be enough to bring a woman to orgasm. Yeah, but why wouldn't you also simultaneously stimulate your clitoris while being penetrated? It's like... It's win win. Yeah. It's why it's win win win, (laughs) right? For everyone else involved, too. (laughs) So when when tab A is in slot B, you should be playing with button C. Exactly. Exactly. Button C. Got got that that. C button. And occasionally occasionally port D. Uh, (laughs) Shall we hear the next clip, please? Yeah. Learned men of science. There's still some would deny it. Anatomist dissections weren't enough for them to buy it. The few who did uncover it would argue who discovered it. This excavated treasure, the source of woman's pleasure. Yes, you need to graduate the way you masturbate. (laughs) (laughs) Just taking a quick poll, how old were you when you discovered, ooh, I touched that little button down there. That feels pretty good. You know, sad story. I didn't even discover my own clitoris. A boyfriend did. And then I kicked him in the face. Oh my gosh. I wasn't expecting it. I didn't know what to expect. He touched it and I kicked him in the face. I I didn't know. I'm not surprised. And that was your and that was your first forage into pony play, ironically. Fuck. Uh, how old How old were people uh, when they first discovered that rubbing the clitoris feels good? I was twelve years old. 
okay. when I discovered okay. my clitoris. I think I was eleven. I think I was eleven because my big sister told me about a river rock experience. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I, it's so. It sounds like many of us, except for poor Dana, who I know, so fucking sheltered over here. What the fuck? <laughs> it didn't happen on purpose. It kind of happens accidentally. You're cleaning yourself in the shower, and you notice, ooh, I jump a little further when I touch that part. Maybe if I touch it again, and oh, hey, that feels pretty good. And it turns into, you know, I kind of want to touch it and playing mm-hmm. with it. And then suddenly you make that face, and your legs go straight, and you go, oh, what was that? Am I dying no that feels really good and then later you say hey i'm gonna do that again where's my pillow (laughs) the clitoris uh being more than it appears to be it stimulates the whole vagina so when somebody with a vagina is being penetrated by something sort of like a penis it's not just stimulating the the vaginal walls and the perineum. It's also stimulating the rest of the the subterranean clit, <laughs> the rest right. of the wishbone. Now, how old was I when I discovered that there was a subterranean clit? I was probably in my twenties. I didn't realize, you know, that there were extra parts to it underneath. So the great thing, the great thing about being a grown up is that you have this first age of discovery when you first realize, hey, touching that feels pretty good. And then you have your second discovery of, oh, hey, not just any old kind of touching because maybe my partner wasn't able to stimulate me in the way that was able to bring me off. But you play with your body, you play with yourself, you play with all your buttons and all your innies and outies and you figure Mm -hmm. out what makes you feel best. And lo and behold, many women that I have spoken to have said it's not just from penetration. They can get off with penetration if there's also external clitoral stimulation. Some people can get off just from stimulating their clitoris without even being penetrated. That is true. And that's how powerful the clitoris is. But in history, it has been ignored because women's pleasure traditionally was not as important as the men's pleasure. Right. Mm -hmm. And because women's pleasure isn't necessary for procreation, but men have to orgasm in order to release the seed for the most part. So the men's orgasm was favored in history and women's orgasm was largely ignored. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, unthrow up because in the 1880s, women were realizing that they could go to a specialist for all kinds oh, of God. relaxing therapies and be masturbated to relieve their stress, to relieve their womanly hysteria. Pro- their hysteria, <laughs> right. their um, extreme cramps that they couldn't just take a, a Tylenol for in, right. in the 1880s to mm-hmm. uh, very often really severe menstrual, clip, uh, menstrual cramps. The only way to get rid of them is to cause that whole section of the body to Di- uh, disrupt the the cramps by forcing an orgasm through. Right. Exactly. That's why the vibrators were invented, is exactly. to cure female hysteria, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's because doctors' hands were getting too tired, so they were like, hey, we need a, a some kind of steam-powered motor that does the job for us, for the husbands that don't want to do it. So and then, and then when Edison and Tesla came along and they're like, hey, we don't even need steam power anymore. <laughs> right. oh my God, can you imagine having a coal-powered Hitachi? That would just be, put no, some I would, shovel in the fire, ma. <laughs> that fire would be burning 24-7, let me just tell you. And I want to uh, touch on something that I... A, clitor- kinda, a clitoris? Uh, well, you know, we're on, since we're on the subject, um, I, I heard her say that 
it had been examined, it had been dissected, and it got me to think that, you know, the female exploitation that was done on women in asylums during that, you know, mm. stimulation mm. period, right? Because women would get put into asylums for masturbating, right? And then, you know, cut open to use for experiments to see, you know, the cause of their hysteria and just like really internalizing the torture that female bodies went through to like you know just to masturbate or just to you know be who they are how fucked that is so as Mm -hmm. modern vagina owners i think we owe it to every one of our vagina owning forebears every time you masturbate say thank you thank you to my sisters in the past who have made it possible for me to come today the way i have let's hear what else we've got they say i'm frigid and cold and i need to be controlled that I'm too hot, demented, disordered, hysterical That I'm crazy or lazy, too mild or wild And maybe they get to decide what's natural and factual Even doctors' textbooks, yes they would forget it The clip they would omit and really not even regret it So scientists set out to find out all about This old orgasmic mystery Thank you to Refinery29 for putting into words and song what we could not have. And you really should watch the video because her jewelry is amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it is. The whole the whole music video is pretty spectacular. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's exactly what you think it is. So a link a link to this video and, and to all of the sources that we've used for our stories will be found in the show notes, which will be at echoplexmedia.com. So... Thank you very much for listening to Echoplex Media's Go Fuck Yourself podcast, episode eight. We're going to go around the table one more time and introduce ourselves again and tell people where they can find us on the social medias. Jennifer Wadsworth, at Jen Wadsworth on Twitter and JenWadsworth.com for some of my writing clips. And Jen with two N's. Right. Very important. All right, and my name is Julie Matthews, and you can find me Julie underscore underscore Matthews, and that's my Instagram. You can also find me on Darkest Fox, and that's collections forward slash Julie's Favorites. Julie's Favorites. Are we among your favorites? Yes, absolutely. Oh, fabulous. Mm-hmm. Uh, carry on, ma'am. I am Dana Blackheart, and my mom thinks I'm depraved for being gay, but that sounds more like a personal problem for her. And I just want to thank everyone here again and thank 
the lovely waffles for being a wonderful hostess you can find me uh dana blackheart at facebook.com in the go fuck yourself podcast group and at eplex tiny hands on twitter because i got them tiny hands tiny hands they're so tiny and i am your educatrix the waffle princess you have been listening to go fuck yourself produced by echoplex media and remember as you go through life please if you can't go fuck yourself how are you gonna go fuck someone else thank you for listening Wretched and tired and filthy and cum-soaked come. Shivering, worn and starving and stitch broke come. Red-eyed and stoned and beaten and desperate too. Do as you're told, don't you dare fucking question. Sister fucker. Sister fucker. Come. Pitied and broken and hopeless and fearful come. Dizzy, defeated and dreamless and tearful come. Shut up and sleepless with hands coarse as steel wall to build up new prisons and pray for a miracle. Sister fucker. Sister fucker. Sister fucker. Worshipping, wandering with debts, dragging days come Anxious and throbbing and tranced in a haze come Lonely and loud crowds on we and malaise line Up for prescriptions, bombs and earthquakes Sister fucker Sister fucker Come, gunshot, wristlet, golden gate bridge dive come Overdose, brick drowned Come puking, crying, and nauseous, and nerve pride to crash into action, revolt against all life. Sister Fucker. Sister Fucker. Sister Fucker. Sister Fucker. 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 Sister Sister Baby Fucker. Baby Fucker. 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 Baby Baby Sister Fucker. Sister Fucker. 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 Sister Sister Baby Fucker. Especially displaying the buttocks and genitals. The buttocks and genitals. The buttocks and genitals. And it's not an issue at all for the Navy. He tells us the branch has always been gender neutral and on the forefront of progress. Be sure you check the meat every time.